Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We all know real life can suck sometimes, and your boss accidentally seeing you in your underpants on Zoom last week doesn't help any. That's why Reluctantly Codependent Sisters, the Shira and Rashalia, keep you enthralled and in stitches every week with their podcast, Legendary Africa. Every Monday and Friday, we take you on a journey of mythical lands, magical objects, and monstrous creatures, both ancient and modern. Find Legendary Africa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you feed your ears. And remember, stay safe, stay sexy, and stay legendary. Hello and welcome to Monster Legend Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner. And Monday, the 27th. And today we have a special announcement. We have a new co-host, my little brother. Timothy. What? Hello. How you doing, man? Ah, all right. That's good. What you up to? Do what? What you been doing? Me? Ah. Working. Working. It's good. Yeah. Cleaning. You been cleaning? Cleaning up a new place. Yeah. Uh. What's the old pipe put up? And, uh, all the junk, gunk, and uh, whatnot. So, what can you tell me about um, Anacrypt? Okay. okay, is this a rated show? Um, BPG. Well, I like the My Old Lady. Okay. Other than that, I ain't been doing much of that. Go ahead, sorry. Let's do it. What's today's episode? Huh? Nebraska? Yeah, Nebraska, man. That's right. Nebraska, you got it. So you're been to Nebraska? Uh, no, but I told you about this briefing before you started. You ever been to Nebraska? No, I haven't. Why not? Well, it's Nebraska. 
What floor? Is that a number? A core? Is it cold? It's like a. No, it's like middle of the Great Plains. Uh, probably go to sell some firewood. Firewood? There's no trees there, man. What? Trees. More. They would buy more firewood then. Yeah, true. Well, the show is about uh, monsters and cryptids around the world. And the first cryptid for Nebraska is the Alakai Lake Monster. Or the Walgreen Lake Monster. Walgreen. Yeah. Talk about pill monster. A what monster? A pill monster. What is that? Pill? Medicine? No. It's not like medicine monster. monster when you go to Walgreens and get your medicine and say that. No, steal it. Located in western Nebraska, just a few miles from the town of Hay Springs, Earth sits up with the acre body of water known as Walgreen Lake. This lake sits in the middle of the Walgreen Lake State Recreation Area and is considered by many to be the special as its home to what many believe is Nebraska only resident lake monster. First credible sighting of the monster occurred in 1923 and involved a man by the name of J.A. Johnson. According to Johnson, he and two friends were camping next to the lake where they spotted an enormous creature moving through the water. Curious, the man approached the shoreline and watched in awe of a beast 20 yards away that they described as being nearly 40 feet in length, a dull gray brown in color, possessing one horn on its head and somewhat resembling an oversized alligator. As the man stood in silence, on shore, staring at the unknown creature swimming before them, the creature let out a powerful roar and immediately dove back down beneath the surface. Amazed, Johnson and his companions returned home and told of their encounter to all who would listen, including a reporter from the Omaha World Herald. After Johnson's story spread, other articles regarding the lake monster began to appear in other newspapers around the United States. One such article appeared in the Evening Independent. A Florida newspaper from St. Petersburg, which told of a fishing club in Nebraska that was preparing to go to war with the beast. According to their source, the club had purchased a load of harpoons and even a whaling gun in order to kill the beast. Other newspaper articles talked of how an unfortunate group of tourists were chased from the water by the beast on a day of swimming. The reporter claims that the locals of the area had grown tired of the monster attacking swimmers and eating their livestock. They begged the town of Hay Springs to destroy the beast once and for all. The town obliged by every attempt to find and kill the monster of the lake ended in failure. Now, a monster attacking swimmers, selling livestock, and interrupting their daily lives of those living around the lake has got to be based in some sort of truth, right? Why would newspapers from all over the country run stories on it if it was even the smallest bit true? Well, the answer to those questions are actually pretty simple. The reason is because of a single newspaper reporter named John G. Meyer, a sensationalist writer for newspapers all across the East Coast. Meyer was in the business of creating fictitious articles for multiple papers in order to boost businesses and generate more sales. And let's be serious. What's better at bringing new money than a story of a monster terrorizing innocent people? Not much. While many consider John G. Myers the mastermind behind the Akine Lake Monster, there are still those who swear the beast is real. 
He said that the indigenous people who lived around the lake would often encounter the monster, even documented in their writings. No substantial proof of this has ever been found. The earliest count of the lake monster can be traced back to 1923, the same time that Mr. Mayor was busy earning a lot of living with his famous hoax stories. The story took on its life of its own. Many other individuals looking to profit from its success came out of the woodwork. These witnesses offered everything from stories of counters all the way to photographic proof. One such photo, as seen above, was created in the 1950s and is currently in the possession of Nebraska State Historical Society. The photo shows what is supposed to be the monster of Alkine Lake about to attack an unfortunate victim while fleeing in his car. But in reality, the photo is nothing more than a mud puppy, a product salamander on some sand posing for a big break in the animal modeling world. What are your thoughts? I think uh, that sounds like a chicken. Sounds chicken. No, as in uh, emotionally, no. Like it's scared? Why do you think it's scared? It's a big ass monster. Heard of. No. You know what I'm saying? You can't hear what you said twice with the headphones in. I couldn't understand what you're saying. So I had to take them out and I got the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned. What you heard though, what was it? I just told you. What I heard, I, I heard something about a monster seen it and it yelled at him and ran away. Gathered it, tries being a scared monster. Well, the people are running away from the monster. The monster. Oh. See? I couldn't even hear that part. I heard roar and ran. Oh, so what do you think about a monster being in Nebraska? I really don't know nothing about Nebraska. He probably should have picked a state I knew about. Oh, I have a word to go to. I mean, uh, where's Nebraska? It's a country. Or what? Like north of Texas. Yeah. Is that where Wait, hard line? Yeah. But as you know, now, first out, so uh, maybe do some little studying with you. Monster activities. Next up. I thought that was pretty funny in person. Oh, he just sat there. Evidence of man in lows on the breath. Man in what? Lows. Lows is a. Uh... Oh my god. 
loosely compatible yellow is great positive with both element This is an article from was it, 1907. Animus of Man of Lowe's of Nebraska. Careful investigation, the writer stands ready to announce his belief in the current of human remains in the Lowe's of the state. For primitive type, he has pros to name Nebraska Man. Importance attached to discovery has sworn a paper devoted to the geological facts connected there with it. Um, north of Omaha, for a number of miles, topographic features are bold and abrupt. Prairie County country, due to the proximity of the Mississippi River, at least being 150 to 200 feet. All sides, landslides are evidence and must be reckoned with in all field work. Early in October, Mr. Robert F. Gilder of Omaha opened a mound on Lawn Hills facing the Missouri River, 10 miles north of Omaha or 3 miles north of Florence, Douglas County, Nebraska. From Florence north to Lawn Hills, there is a continuous section along the roadside about 3 miles and from that base of Long Hill, on which Gilder's Mound is situated there. In an unbroken section, hence the geology of the place is well exposed and being simple is easily interpreted. interpreted. The public highway is about 40 feet about the river level, just about the top of the converterverse, dark converterous shades of On a shell, there rests an average of 10 to 20 feet of glacial drift and occasional zoos, quartzite, and granite boulders. Upon the drift comes 100 feet of right above lows, such as conspiracies around Omaha Council Bluffs. On hills, uh, stands 200 feet above the river, level 100 feet above the valley, out of which it rises. This is a hill of erosion and no discoverable land. Slip has complicated its simple. On the summit is Gawler's Mound in the, in the superficial layer of which were found um, the remains. And in the deepest layer, eight skulls and many bones of a still more primitive type. The writer at once joined Ms. Fielder in a critical investigation of the place. In the work from time to time, December 2nd, 1906, which resulted in the conclusion that two of the skulls are mound builders, and all probability these were readily described as a mixture of black and light love. Subsoil, such as a result, digging and burying. This layer has a thickness of two and one half feet below, with an undisturbed layer of unmistakable lows, and this numberless fragments of human bones, occasional animal bone, loose shells, and strange angular pebbles. No. Yeah. Go ahead. What's happening? Yeah. What are your thoughts about it? Huh? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. They found bones like, deep in the ground. Uh -huh. Like several hundred. Found it under a mound. So they um, say so they built. Nothing about geology that takes a long time to do. They're saying like like the uh, people from the past tried to hide it. They're saying that. Well, part of here. 
longer than we think they were here. Really? So, uh, he was supposed to be one of the last kind? Was he a certain kind? Joseph? Was he a certain kind? Probably like the Andrew. In brief conclusion, is that in the case of upper bone layers, there were, was burial in the lower deposition. Those in the lows doubtless indicated hill itself with those in the upper layer are succumbed to it. The archaic burial could have taken place in lows without prediction is altogether probable. Uh, but necessity there we result a mixture of black with white soil and a breaking up of the physical structure. These bones occur in the lowest structure and this color is perfectly preserved and contains carous burial longitudes on creations and shells precisely as the on evidence at hand, the writer includes the bone of this layer, which quickly interferes with the lowest formation in which they were found. In substations of which comes the fragmentical nature of all the bones, their water-worn conditions, the range of distribution, and irritation of parts. One would scarcely think of such conditions being possible in the case of human burial, besides it's probable that a primary people would dig graves a depth of 12 feet. Mm. Should a people without tools and appliances perform such an improbable feat, they bury water-worn fragments where they scatter them so widely as not to exceed five or six pieces to cubic yard. How could they replace earth in the grave in such old order and regularity that there will be perfect structure and gradation of color oil to subsoil? Oh. I really dread that very much. No, like about. That's a lot of digging. Yeah. yeah but they didn't have no damn equipment back in here. Hey, poor shovel. I ever just like tried to dig it like one foot? It's fucking itch. Six foot. Is it, is it? No, like a one three, foot three by six by foot. Two, two, and up. Digging. Like not straight down, but like for a grave. Yeah. One foot. No, no firm to put the body in. Can't go like straight down a hole. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really actually uh, you got the A square. Yeah. But it's understood though in the world. Thank you. Methods of exploration early in November, the divider recognized that the bones in the blows were apparently fossil and great care was decided. Oh, fossil. So they've been there for a bit. What? I'll find it. Great uh, which Mr. Gilder had dug. Human bones scattered, water-worn, fragmentary, and unrelated were found in natural, undisturbed lows at all levels down to six feet. Most interesting single bit found on location, which is the left half of a frontal bone, occurred at the four to five feet. Later, at a distance of five feet, the other half was dug up, and the two parts fit together, calling an interesting low-browed frontal. The all which was found in the undisturbed lows at the four feet was that of a youth. Crowns of the teeth were scarcely worn, so old age was cannot be assigned as a reason for the absence of all teeth save molars. 
Uh, number twos and three in the right, Ramus, and number two in the left. That's the teeth of any water, so the jawbone drop out rarely, so it seems to have been with this. The inference is that the door lost in the process of this position. Quick later, work was resumed, Rider being inscribed by Mr. Robert F. Gilder and Dr. George F. E. Conjurer, and the attempt was made to be really critical and careful. Also, Carefully removed and three wide shafts were sunk on the north and southern borders of the mound. Each shovelful of earth was scrutinized, all bark formats carefully saved and recorded, and all some 20 bits were found, as follows a fragment from the base of skull, fragments of ribs, limb bones, scapula, and sacrum, and clavicle, capnium, three complete vertebrae, two metapods, and finally, the bit bits mentioned were. Were but slivers, other bits were two or three inches long. Some were badly etched by water, others not by rodents. The fragment was unearthed, a block of the matrix was kept as far as possible. Each fragment was preserved in position. There were about 20 fragments in the lot, for while it is true that shafts were sunk to death, of 80 bone chips were found all at levels. They were widely scattered in a few in number. Modern fragments may be mentioned. All Many bits of rib, angle, angle of a jaw, and a sorrel, beautiful languages, and with bits of avara and several angular pebbles. When work was resumed a few days later, a circle, three feet in diameter, was scribed concentrically about the mound, about each hammer. The circle would body. Of 22 feet and half degrees and lettered. The squadron as a whole was excavated to the tower depth, beating the periphery to an average depth of 8 to 9 feet, and the shaft was sunk in a depth of 12 feet on the north edge. The rider was confided and aided by Dr. George E. Condra, Edwin Davis, Paul Butler, and Time Wood Grant. By Mr. Systematic work was continued for three consecutive days. Fragments of human bones scattered and unrelated were found throughout the quadrant at all levels, even to the depth of 11 and one half. It was finally demonstrated that the part without the circle and the mound was quite as rich in bone fragments that within. The relation of two men's two sets of bones may be viewed as a purely accidental, and but a single instance with several bones found together. Three ribs, fragments of limb bones, and were in proximity. Probably 200 fragments were consumed on this occasion. We know that no whole bones were found excepting a few of flangos. Instead, there were bone chips and splinters, which occasional section of bone. Maybe any of the member fragments are pitted or edged. On this, out of the set of the fallen fragments seen of special interest, half of the jaw was a solitary molar. Angle and regional synthesis being weathered off, fragmentary ramy or tube unlaid, uh, bone probably with two black molars in place. Far the most interesting and instructive specimen found at this time was a skull completely disarticulated, broken, and scattered over a space of uh, five feet. Uh, this was taken out in blocks and know it and will be metered to bits from the original position, this, the tension being so to keep everything in such a state. Accuracies and errors. The present paper concerns itself simply with the announcement of the human remains found in the unshipped lows. The chief point is the evidence that human remains have been found in the low. 
Whether that is very oldest or newest, lowest seems to say very consideration. The lows here is not based off time solids, but it's actually present at all levels. Arguing for recency, how does it all recognize the chronicle diversity in the lowest formation and whether lowest hill is in the main lowest body as you believe it to be or much more recent one? Knocks not really affect the relation of the bones to some state. Rice glacial or glacial age and yet German loads this question rests on Kansas trip from through a young as though as young as the later Wisconsin sheet or younger it is nevertheless old. Story about some vampires in Nebraska. Huh? Yeah, brother. Think about some vampires in Nebraska. That's something I can suck. Yeah. We're pretty good at that. Huh? We got pretty good at that, didn't you? Of true story with a supernatural twist comes out of the northwest county of Dawes. Just around the Pine Ridge, and of 1895 saw a number of brutal attacks against many herds of cattle, the men who tended them. Even the animals from the wilderness became occasional victims of these attacks. The twist was that the vicious animal like attacks were committed by a man. Many, a man, many swore. Attacker would hunt down the animals using only his bare hands as a weapon. We wrestle the beach to the ground and see if you tear the unfortunate creature apart with almost supernatural strength. Is that it? No, oh, no. I'm going for you. I'm in here. Oh, oh sounds cool. Many times he was witnessed lapping the blood of his victims the way a dog laps water. Local stories also said the person was a madman. No one knew for sure about his infamous origin, but he had, he had been seen numerous times in December of 1895. Many have been tried to capture this man or man like animal, all attempts were. There's a report of Jack Lewis, a cowboy working ranches around the Black Hills and northern Nebraska prairie. On a personal encounter with the vampire, Lewis and a small group of wranglers had been on the range for several days in mid December. This one particular evening had it wandered away from his hands for some personal time. He dismounted his horse and was about to begin his meditation. From out of the shadows of the early evening on Winter Prairie leaped the vampire directly at Jack Lewis. Cowboy was knocked to the ground and the beast clawed at his neck, apparently trying to choke Lewis in the moments of struggle. Jack managed to draw his far. A round or two. Gunfire attracted his companions, who quickly arrived on the scene. The killer fled, was, but was pursued by several of the cowboys on horseback. 
Beast manages to glue the riders at the screen tonight, eventually making it a good escape. For the story, Jack Lewis badly torn about the face and neck by the fans. Also shocked at his grab attack by a frothing assailant trying to bite. Yeah, and would, would there was there any evidence of their blood being drained? I don't know, man. It was like 200 years ago. Nearly 200 years ago. Yeah, they had blood. In 1895. Would it kill them? Just biting people? Yeah. It's just a madman. That's crazy guy. Like I said, they were saying he's like licking, licking up the blood from those victims. Oh. But there he is right now. I bet he's got his red wings. <laughs> That's awful. What? Look at a whole wall of them. What about yourself, Timmy? Huh? What about yourself? Not my Who's Timothy? Oh, Davidson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that ain't part of this show. Is it? People like to know who you are. Five years old, 61, 230 pounds. Swimming some. Kidding. Sorry. I'm dating profile. What the hell? <laughs> Who are you? Timothy Davidson. That's me, man. I'm not describing me. I'm a. I don't feel like a long. Put up no bullshit. You know what I mean? Wherever I go, there I am. Yeah, I take a bath all day. God is with me. And uh tomorrow not promise, so yeah. Stay focused each time. Well, I like uh being out in the wilderness, selling wild, like arrowhead digging, like my favorite thing to do. I'm dancing, digging, driving really fast or my old ladies. Mm -hmm. Being out in the woods, have you ever seen anything weird? Mm -hmm. Have you seen anything strange out in the woods? Oh, I have not been out in the woods lately. Been on concrete. Yeah. Wow, well, now. Yeah. This show know about me? How about you? You went ahead and told him. Well, yeah. No, they didn't. Oh. I've seen anything. Uh, you've seen Bigfoot? Oh, I wish I had. I bet he was a fan. Well, some people. Several people have seen Bigfoot in Nebraska. It reminds me of a Tenacious D movie. Uh, yeah. Meet Sasquatch. My little baby. Just one time. Here's the sad one. Here's an account of a uh, account. 
in 2009 of Highway 2. All northeast of Macy, Nebraska, along the Missouri River, taking part in the by members of the Oma Indian tribe. During the Oma Reservation, these tribal members say they had many signs in the hilly bluff zone, extending for miles along the west flank of the Missouri River Basin. Five of us had decided to take a day hike to get a possible extra. Started up pass, became known I had to get to the X, I had to get to figure out the main path and bushwhack through the weeds. Two people did this while there three of us decided to stay on the clear path, clear but money path. I still have never seen this X picture are available. Hit up a trail on the Native American companies, companions on set. He was here and moving in the woods to our right. At this point, we could not see very far off the path as trees and brush blocked the view. Did not hear the movement of continuing forward, came to an area where trees have been cut down in the past. We could see maybe 40 or 50 yards back into the woods. Two of us looked to our right as soon as we made it to this clearer area and immediately saw movement. I saw a long, light brown object that was swinging downward from a horizontal position down toward it. was not indicative of any other animal that I could think of and it was bent slightly at an apparent elbow. I a hand because of the brush. At the time of sighting, the other witnesses started telling us what he, he just saw. His eyes just saw one, perhaps seeing the whole upper body of a light brown Sasquatch. Apparently, when it noticed us, it started to drop down and move it to the right. Sorry, I'm covered. Said it was ducking down the arm, has swung away in the air and back down at any demonstrative. Description of demonstration exactly matched what I had seen. You not know that also seen as seen it as he was telling me his story. I took a picture of the air where the sightings happened. The subject was behind and to the right of a stick pointing. On July 27th, 2018, I revisited the location oh investigator he Bell and hacked my way back to the spot. The top of the stick is about 11 feet high, making the top of the swing arm about 9 feet tall. On the day of the sighting, I was not prepared to bushwhack back to the site where the subject was seen. I was better prepared when we turned on July 27th. I already done an interview with the BFR investigator just after our recreation attempt. The subject was much larger than me. This could be easily be 10 or more feet. I think it was already away. I had an audio recorders and set up an area and recorded possible locations the following morning about 5 a.m. This is solid creature. Three people were present. That's like a escort said that. Don't be dying about that place. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Never know what I'm talking about. Excuse me. There's another sighting. Challenge six. I just said I am writing this on behalf of my father-in-law. On October 29th, 2006, he, his wife, and a friend were hiking on the Lookout Trail in Hodron State Park. Walking east, they came to a place where the trail takes a sharp turn to the south. As we rounded a turn, my father-in-law's friend looked outwards to the north and there was someone 
or something standing on top of my stone bridge about 340 yards away. Damn, that's, that's good eyesight. Yeah. You have binoculars? I guess it's like. Or using a rangefinder? Stop my father in law. My mother in law was talking a bit. I have pointed out the figure to him. In front of the distance, they could tell that there were some unusual features about the figure. It was unusually tall and covered from head to toe in black fur. He watched it for five minutes and stood on the bridge and swayed back and forth before it casually walked behind a limestone outcrop and scurried the pine forest. We have no idea what the creature is. What the original expression we could have come up with is that since it's so close to Halloween, someone was running around the forest in a gorilla costume. Area extremely remote, a combination of national forest land and Nebraska State Park land. And its explanation, the plausible, is highly unlikely. Sounds like a Sasquatch was drunk. And this tripping. Can't even stands. We find out he's got a radio up there. He'd be out there listening to that great stuff. Can't believe yeah. I think from 1979. I was looking around on the internet last night and ran to your site and it brought back a memory of something that happened to me when I was about 18 years old. Best I can recall was that around 1979, so I thought I would go ahead and record it just in case someone else recorded this. I've told several people about this, but most people think I'm crazy, but I know what I saw. It was a very cold winter morning. Famous last words. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very cold winter morning, maybe December 1979 or January 1980. Lived on a farm. We had a long driveway and no mailboxes. The driveway. The best of the mailbox to the lawn shelter belt across the trees. I went down to the mail and pulled up the mailbox in my pickup. When I saw something caught my eye walking in the field, so I pulled up to see better. What I saw was a large man-like thing walking south in the field towards the shelter belt. It's approximately a quarter mile west of me and approximately 10 to 20 yards of the shelter belt. I saw it for about 10 to 12 seconds. I remember it being dark brown with long hair. The wind was blowing fairly hard out of the north and I remember seeing the hair on its arms and face blowing towards it because it's when it was at its back. I also remember it having long arms and it took big steps. It kind of turned its head and looked like a looked a little towards me and it walked a little faster. I know it wasn't a man because no one would have been walking out there on such a cold morning. I had a high power rifle was to pick up. I didn't have time to pick it up and look through it to go by it. I wanted to go out there and look forward to tracks but I was afraid. There was snow on the ground maybe north about a field was a pasture. I was walking in. I was a large old cottonwood trees and some pine trees. Uh, nothing, I also noticed nothing and never saw it again, nor did I ever hear anyone else say they saw it. Yeah. Uh, I, I read a witness by phone by or four or five minutes, I found him to be very credible. 
Northern Nebraska, I'm barely familiar with most areas of the state because of hunting and fishing habits. Throughout the fact that most shelter belts would have been three strand bark bark fence around it to protect it from cattle. I agreed that they mentioned that the creature would have been had to step over the fence and walk walk into the tree line. The reply was that he never saw the animal hesitate or change its gait to cross the fence. Step north wind making the long hair sure of times. On arm length was also repeated by the witness. Walk over that what fence? Just <laughs> step over the fence. Apparently. Apparently. So what are you doing? Are you making Connor? Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh I appreciate you, you uh, Sorry, being on here. He's late too. Tell me thoughts about cryptids. What? Tell me thoughts about cryptids. I'm not sure what that word means. Monsters. Cryptids means monsters. It means, uh, definitely. Cryptid is an animal. Uh, cryptid is an animal such as Sasquatch or Alonis monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Uh, not really myself. Talking to Mike, David. Myself, uh, Mike. Tell mine is this is a burn. Where's the mine? She's, she's a blue logo. You talk to her. Okay. Uh -oh. I mean, it's hard to believe in stuff unless you're grouping. Like dinosaurs and stuff. Believable. Physical proof. They're just legit litigations. I'll tell you something, don't What? There, there is actually physical. Oh, are we getting on that right now? I'm getting on that. <laughs> you on that? You elaborate. We don't have the time to get on that. Huh? We don't have the time to get on that. Okay. We'll, well, we'll talk about that. we talk about it here in a minute when we get down to the top seven. Uh, but, but there's been like footprints and stuff. Yeah, there was physical evidence. Uh, I don't know, man. Not, not, not really. Well, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's everywhere. I believe in dragons. In dragons? Dragons are real Bigfoot. Well, what about there? Oh, God. Even dragons? What the hell are you talking about dragons? Where have you found? Is he found any on dragons? Uh, yeah, there's been some. There's been like pterodactyls. Pegasus. Pegasus? Yeah. I haven't gotten to that yet. 
That didn't work out. Great. Your neighbors is a nine-year-old man suffering from Alzheimer's. Every single morning at 9 a.m., he knocks on my door and he asks me if I've seen his wife, which means that every single morning at 9 a.m., I explain to a nine-year-old man suffering from Alzheimer's that his wife had been dead for quite some time. Now, I thought about moving. I thought about not answering my door in the morning, but to be honest, the door said just to see the smile on his face. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's funny. Here's another one for When I was a little kid, I had a pet turtle. Tiny little turtle. Kept him in an aquarium. One summer, I went away to camp. I was gone at camp. The turtle died. When I got home, my dog, dad lied to me. He said, Anthony, your turtle's alive and well. Just went to go live with your mother. I believed that until a, day, a couple days later. I was digging around in the backyard and found my mom's body. Save my life. <laughs> I love that turtle. <laughs> uh, here, 
your friend Jeff had just committed suicide. Your only thought is devastation. Oh my God, what could I have done to save my friend Jeff? You hear your friend is Jeff killed his wife and then himself, and you think, you just think, yikes, Jeff doesn't fuck around, huh? <laughs> When I was in high school, my high school employed a blind janitor, 100% totally blind. All the other kids would joke around that he was blind from math breaking too much. At the time, I believed that I was just a kid. I didn't know any better. It wasn't until I got older, wiser, that I realized there's this old wise hell. He used to try to explain why he was always masturbating. <laughs> People find Monster Ledge, Monster Ledge podcast to me. Everywhere is the answer. You can find it everywhere. <laughs> is it? It's on Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio. It's on Apple Podcasts. Oh. It's on Radio Public. It's on every finger platform. At new website, go to website monsterlegendpodcast.com. Fuck you too. <laughs> Okay. Just fuck you. I like YouTube. YouTube is great for people watching videos, but not for it's constantly. Yeah, I can see that. Good for the music industry. You know how people become off uh, to get that money? Yeah, look at old uh, Nikki Heaton. Hey. Oh. She used to redo people's rap songs on acoustic guitar. Blow it down, make it sweet. Yeah. You're wrong. Your strokes are kind of messy. Huh? My strokes? Yeah, on your car. Yeah. There's a lot of space. Now I need another drink. I'm drinking all that. I never did. Good stuff, I know. Is the best state. Mm-hmm. People from Nebraska, please listen to this. <laughs> please like it. Hey, comment some activities you can do there. Yeah, I need people. I need um guys to send in questions for next episode. There would be good. Questionnaire. Yeah. yeah. Questions. Yeah. Comment some questions. Answer. Yeah. Send an email. My job. 
I mean, myself. And Lewis is there. Yeah. You didn't draw that, you son of a bitch. Oh, you did. Oh, oh. Why you really draw that? <laughs> you can draw that, no problem. Thank you for listening to Monster Hunter Podcast. I'm your host Tanner, and hey. or what? This is Timmy, and uh, we'll be good speak up on that microphone. Speak up on the microphone. Don't you tell me? Okay. Please. Please what? End up when you piss. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Oh yeah. Alright. Next episode we have a interview with a Adrian something other. Adrian. Adrian. Thank you for having him. Adrian Ben. The traveling podcast. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Monster Legend Podcast. Or to find more information about Monster Legend Podcast, go to monsterlegendpodcast.com or anchor.fm forward slash monsterlegendpodcast. There you can find all episodes and platforms on which the podcast is on which you can describe subscribe to you also can email me all of the questions that will be answered on the show thank you enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.